sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Call my man Pike just to see what was shaking. Yo, Mike, our town is dope and pretty. So check out how we live in the Electric City. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. Scranton. What? The Electric City. It's a brand new baseball season and a brand new Rail Riders podcast. My name is DJ Eberly, and welcome to Scranton, a baseball podcast. If you've been following me on social media the last few weeks, you'll see there are some differences uh, with things going on with me right now. I am no longer with the Times Leader, and I am no longer the Rail Riders beat reporter. A few weeks ago, at the end of March, they decided to lay off myself and two other sports reporters along with some other cuts to the newspaper. So while one door closes, as they say, another one opens. And I actually have a couple of things lined up. If you saw on Thursday, I actually made a little bit of an announcement as far as my uh, next step, or a few steps, I guess you could say. And I will be uh, this season, for the foreseeable future, writing for both the Rail Riders and the Yankees minor league uh, blog. Pinstripe prospects. I'll be so I'll be having a little bit of a uh, presence at PNC Field moving forward. There a few days a week, and it also gives me an opportunity to continue doing doing a podcast, a Rail Riders podcast. And while riding the rails is over, I'm very excited to announce this. I mean, as you're listening to it, you probably figured it out. I have a new brand new podcast, new brand new Rail Riders podcast, same format. Still gonna have guests. Still gonna be talking to you know all the top names on the rail riders and just be under a brand new podcast name. And it's Granton, a baseball podcast for all you office fans or maybe not office fans. I'm sure the office fans may have picked up on it, that this is a play on words from the office, you know, Scranton, the electric city. And yeah, so I'm very excited to see what we have going to see this podcast flourish. I know how big of a hit riding the rails was, and I'm starting this one off with a bang. Gio Gonzalez, my first guest, he's going to be coming right up. I recorded this uh, his interview on Friday. He's set to pitch on Sunday for the Rail Riders as they wrap up their four-game series with the Buffalo Bisons. He's coming off a pretty impressive start. And considering he's got a little bit of a, I don't want to say murky, but his future is unknown as far as it comes with the Rail Riders. He has an option that he has to pick up or decline. He has, you know, he's the decision to make by april 20th so i wanted to make sure i got him on the podcast because he's uh he's been off to uh quite the start the second his second start uh, against the lehigh valley iron Braves was very impressive so i want to make sure i got him on the podcast so as i run out of breath because believe it or not this is like my fifth recording of this and you probably can tell you know i'm walking back and forth in my apartment out of breath so i just want to summarize really quick even though I'm no longer with the Times leader, I will still have a pulse at PNC Field this season for the foreseeable future. You can still read my uh, read my work. The guide I'll be in the guide rail every uh, month. I actually have two stories in the guide rail, which is at PNC Field right now. Season preview and a great feature on Jay Bell. I actually talked to a lot of different rail riders. Some guys are actually up with the Yankees. Some guys who are still rehabbing and they're making their way here or will be making their way here about Jay Bell. So... That, those are two great stories. And then I'm also going to have some work for Pinstripe Prospects. And I'll also be doing some things for Yes Network. So, got a lot of things going. And it's all going to remain pretty much from a, from a you guys standpoint the same. Because I'm still going to have this podcast. So, I don't want to ramble on any longer. So, without further ado, here's my interview with Gio Gonzalez. Hope you guys enjoy it. Here we go. 
sitting here with me for the first ever edition of Scranton, a baseball podcast, is Rail Riders starting pitcher, Gio Gonzalez. Gio, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, that was good. Thanks for having me on board. So, I just, you know, first off, how do you feel your first two starts went? Obviously, they're like basically two flips of the coin. Rough first outing, but really, really impressive second time out against Lehigh Valley. Yeah, you gotta make an adjustment. They'll let you know right away. You're not to come here and push people around. You're gonna have to pitch. What was, what do you think the difference was between the two outings? Obviously, it was pretty cold in Buffalo, um, but what do, you, what do you think was the difference? I was throwing a lot more strikes, attacking yeah. the hitters. Uh, missing my pitches, throwing strikes. So I asked you this before before we got on, we jumped on the air here. But I mean, what's your f- first week and a half or so been like with the Rail Riders and in Scranton and the place itself? What's your initial impressions? Uh, it's cold. First couple of days it was nice and cold, but the ballpark is beautiful. It's a very nice ballpark. I think uh, there's a good movie theater upstairs. So there is, yeah. Nice, nice for you got to check that out yet? No, I haven't. Uh, but I can see it from here. It's very nice. It, the scenery is nice. I can imagine what it's going to look like when the trees start yeah. getting their uh, full blossom yeah. in. So it's it's I'm excited. It, it is. It's a nice park to play in because obviously you play right into the mountains and there are people who have seen moose and bears and stuff while you're while you're playing. And that movie theater, believe it or not, has reclining chairs in there. I believe it. It's, it looks nice. It's very nice. It look, the whole setup here is beautiful. It's, yeah. It's it wild me right away. Yeah. So I guess the biggest the biggest story for you. Going in, we talked about on media day was the off season and then coming here, signing my league contract with mm-hmm. the Yankees. Just to recap a little, our conversation from, from media day, I mean, what was that like for you this off season? It was uh, definitely not fun. Um, definitely uh, something I didn't expect uh, when I was younger. There was uh, always a big talk. Trying to get to the free agency, and you know that means you you played a while in this game, and you know. But um, the times have changed since I've come up, and obviously it was not uh, what I expected. Yeah, and I know when when we talked on media day, you said that you're a man on a mission this year. Yeah. How do you do? You feel much better than obviously with your last down. You know, you got ten strikeouts over six innings, only about three hits. For my third start. My second actual start, yeah, I feel great. I mean, that's uh, it was a quick adjustment, something, but you, that's part of nature. That's what I've been around all my life was always adjusting to my surroundings, adjusting to my what I can do. And you know, I just uh, I'm not a guy who's always content with what I do. I'm a guy that's always working harder to get better. I might show that I'm having fun and all that stuff, but I'm also trying to get my job done and, and trying to impress the team I'm with right now. So. Yeah. I want to do a great job for Jay and, and Tommy and and uh, for Scranton, especially when uh, the ball's in my hand. I want to make sure yeah. that I, I lead by example on that mound. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you obviously you joined the Yankees midway through spring, so I imagine you were probably still throwing and working out before that, but did you feel it was a little bit more of an adjustment period for you, a little bit slower than in years past maybe? As far as what, coming just give me, first game? Yeah, first game being ready the first, you know, first couple of weeks, just did you feel you, you were online or where you have been in the past knowing you got a little bit of a late start? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I was telling Tommy. It was just more like uh, the game against Buffalo. I felt like just a tad bit off as mm-hmm. far as where my arm slot was mm-hmm. and, and um, the pit sequence and what I wanted to do and then going against Lehigh it was just uh, we, we had a game plan right away Higgy and I were were just immediately wanted to go with certain game plan and 
and it worked. We executed what we wanted to do, and it does help too when there was four runs in the first two innings. So that that kind of gives you a little wiggle room. For you, is there a, is it a different mindset this year, knowing that I don't know, especially the month of April for guys signing minor league contracts, there's always usually an out, and I know yours is a couple weeks away. Is there an extra emphasis on you know pitching more games like your last outing to have those more happen more often, so you can make a decision and you can better yourself and get because you want to get back to the majors. Obviously, you've said it before, you've made that known. Do you feel like there's is there more of an emphasis on these early games or just just like normal? Just like normal. I mean, I would. <laughs> I, uh, I just gotta be take it as normal. I wanna I wanna go out there and obviously win. I'd never want to go on a sour note, but. Uh, but definitely, um, the way I see it is, I got. If I can feel good, that means I can play good. And if I play good, you know, things are gonna happen in positive ways. So, um, my most important thing being here is to be a good teammate, um, have a good positive vibe off everybody, and and just uh, not make this about myself. Not make it about what I. What's obviously, you know, people are not. They're not. Uh, they're not dumb to what they see. They know it. They're. People are obviously aware of their, what's going on around baseball, and, yeah, yeah. you know. But I don't want to make that about me of the story. I don't want to make that about anything. I just want to make sure that that I can, I can, and I know I can get outs in the big leagues, and I know I can pitch in the big leagues. Um, and that's what I want to bring around these guys with that positive attitude: is that they know they can pitch in the big leagues. They know they can get outs. You know, these guys. Uh, that's the whole job that I'm here yeah. to do is, you know, just to have that positive effect and that ripple effect yeah. with everyone. I mean, it's, again, every single one of these guys can be in a lineup or in a rotation um, in any ballpark, in any club, in anything, and, and they will have an impact yeah. to that team. So from what I'm seeing, it's just been fun. I, no one here has that big head in the locker room or an ego to, you know, chip on their shoulder. It's so easy to land in that distraction and that, that – that part of the world, you just want to stay where you're at. I feel for me, it's like, you know, do I want to play? Yes. Do I want to be up there? Yes. Did I have any other choice? No. You know, uh, the Yankees was the only team that saw and, and felt what I wanted and, and, and the desire that I have, and they understood it. So that to me is why I want to play for the Yankees, why I want to be up there. And, you know, if I, if I have to keep pitching good to force their hand, I'll do whatever it takes. But... <laughs> Uh, but exactly what it is, I want to be up there, and, and I understand there's so many talented young guys here. It's such a, it's it's just a tough decision. Has there been any communication with them since your last start, or at all since the season has started, really? No, I, I think it was just more for me to just uh, kind of get my work in, yeah. just find my find a rhythm, find the timing, just continue a pattern of, of success and. You know, I, like I've been fortunate to have some good starters in this rotation yeah. to watch, and right. you know, it's been fun to watch from yeah. Dave, from from Chance, Nestor, even even Hutch has been great. You know, he's he's uh, been fun to watch, and you know, everyone everyone is just trying to do their part and and just staying healthy and, yeah. and doing their and doing their job. But as far as that, I mean, Nestor set the tone for us immediately, so I think that says says a lot, you know, about a guy that. You know, he'll pitch in any situation, rain, sunshine, uh, hail, storm, whatever he wants to pitch. So uh, when you have that mentality and you're around that all day long, that's what makes you not want to work harder is, is up to you as a person. But 
yeah. get to that point. I wanted to ask about a couple guys that started rotation, but I mean, Nestor especially, there's a, you guys have, there's a relationship there. And yes. for the listeners who don't know about it, you guys, there was he went to like your camp growing up. Were you both from around the same no, area? No, in no. Nestor, Nestor went to Nestor went to the high school I went to, okay. and I was a coach with Nestor. I would at, come in yep. at Hylia okay. just to kind of coach around the kids yeah. and give him some words of wisdom, this and that. And Nestor was a freshman in high school when I first met Nestor, and now we're both here. We're both grown men. He still has a clean shave, so it <laughs> still looks like the young kid for me. But Nestor's, um, I couldn't be more proud of what he's done and how he's impacted baseball in a different perspective for me. So yeah. he's great to have around. He's a great clubhouse guy. And, and I see it firsthand. It's just not something you root for a guy right. because he's from your hometown, yeah. which I do. But you know, Nestor has such a great vibe with the guys. Yeah. He's such a great clubhouse presence, and they love playing behind him. It's it's insane how crazy, how quickly he works, and and it's underestimated how how yeah. he's a, he is a he's a superstar in my opinion. And I love watching him play. So um, the same thing goes with Mandy Alvarez. He's another guy from Miami. I got the chance to see him and the way he plays. You know, there it's crazy how you know that. He works so hard that he's such a perfectionist that you yeah. see that you have to kind of put your arm around yeah. him and slow him down. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's funny in his own way because it's like he wants to do so much more when less to yeah. me, less yeah. is more in baseball. Right. Especially if you over, you try to do, I don't know, you try to create a grand slam, mm-hmm. you know, you get, you're just going to put yourself in a bigger hole. Right. I think it just, if you have the talent, the skills, and the tool set, just slow the game down at your pace. Yeah. So. I, I love watching them play because they have an idea of what they're doing and and, and and just being around the teams like the Yankees organization did a great job by maturing these kids. Yeah. I was say, I mean, there's starting rotation itself and even the bullpen. There's a lot of big league experience. But, like, obviously Nestor and Chance haven't had a ton. It's same with David's had more than much. But what's yeah. it like to be around those guys, especially Chance and Nestor, because they're you know, two younger guys who have had minimal experience? Have they have they came to you asking questions or things like that? No, I, I've learned in baseball. My career is never overstep your boundary. Okay. You give the guy a chance to you know make his way to you. Yep. I, I think that I mean for me, it's just build a friendship first. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not their pitching coach. I'm not anything like that. I think for me, they they have a pitching yeah. coach. If they have those questions, they have a guy to go to. But as far as how to enjoy this part of the game, or kind of like, you know, look at a different side of baseball, yeah. you know, I'm always there. I, I love that conversation. To me, it's like it doesn't always have to be about sports. You know, I, I kind of pick their brain on hobbies and stuff that they like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of these guys, believe it or not, in this locker room are sneakerheads. I was gonna. That's so my next question. Was, so I see. Past two days, you've had a big couple of big boxes yeah. of sneaker deliveries. It was, it was, uh, but that's one thing. Like those are immediately you see people's eyes light up when it's not all about baseball. You right. know, guys, they are guys, they are young men that that still, you know, still have a life, still have hobbies. Still, it's, it's not just twenty four seven baseball, and they live twenty four seven baseball. So right. you got to give them a different side of, of the job and something to look forward to. You know, and I think that that's why. I, I like you know just interacting with yeah. a lot of guys and, and, and cool because the sneaker tells you who you really are yeah. <laughs> and I think it, it's it's fun to define it like that but it is it, it breaks yeah. down who you really are you know you got guys that will go out there and get Nike boots right but and it breaks down to who they are and then you get guys who have like you know just uh, layback uh, Jordans or something like that yeah. they kind of like all right all right yeah. you kind of have your own style so 
that's the beauty thing about picking their brand. And it's just not only with sneakers, it goes to right. food and, and it goes yeah. to like culture. Yeah, isn't and stuff there like, like a in bomb is there some type of machine next to your game? Next yeah, to your game? I we uh, I think it was it was Batman? one of the cool no it was one of the coolest things we did we went to, uh, I went to Walmart and we were with Nestor and we were buying yeah. some groceries and stuff like yeah. that and I go by the you know the gaming yeah, yeah, section yeah. in Walmart and I I see this thing and I was like wow what is this and lo and behold it's an arcade mini arcade of Street Fighter okay. and it has Street Fighter one Street Fighter two and yeah. Street Fighter Turbo and I said you know what. We're gonna make, <laughs> we're gonna get this. We're yeah. gonna make it to the point where we're gonna have a team bonding. Yeah. And I kid you not, right off the bat, I think five of us, five or six of us, were building that thing together. Yeah. And it's been incredible since. It's everyone wants to come play around there and just uh, see who can kick whose butt in the games. Who's the best? Who's the best? And um, <laughs> and then that's how it goes. But it's immediately you see how that kind of yeah. like. Yes. Yes. As you can tell, we're singing the concourse and we're yeah. testing the sound system as we record a podcast. It's okay. So I'm curious, the sneaker, sneakers, how did that all, are you, do you have a hookup then? And are you the uh, I've, this is my eighth year with the uh, Jordan brand. Okay. So I've been around with them for a long time. So it's yeah. my first year with uh, Washington. Yeah. Um, I've had some great representation there. I had some, you know, I still know a lot of the friends that yeah. are from there and, um, but, but yeah, I've been with the brand for a long time, and, and I think I'm the second active behind CC. So that's why it was, it was even more of a reason to come yeah. over here. And, and to me, it was even more of an honor because CC was the guy that kind of like threw my name in the mix. Mm-hmm. So for me, that, that, CC went, he was already a, yeah. an icon to me. Now yeah. he just stepped it up to being like a worship god. Yeah. Over there. So, Are you saying he brought your name up to the to the, to the brand? Oh, to the brand. To the okay. brand. And, um, and to me, it's like CC always treated me like a yeah. younger brother. So I, 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 I love CC for everything he does. I think CC is the epitome of a role model yeah. of what you want to do as a father, yeah. uh, a, a family member, as a as a baseball player, or what you do in the community. He is the ultimate guy. Like if you want to know what footsteps to follow, those are the footsteps to follow. Especially left-handed pitcher I'm a left-handed pitcher uh, a man with 18 19 years of big league experience there that's an open book that's a no-brainer to sit down and just talk to all day long and, and let him talk you don't yeah. you don't have to say much you ask the question and after that let him open up like a book yeah. so I'm, I'm curious you get to you get to face uh, Buffalo on Sunday's team you face beginning but this time Vlad Jr. is in the uh, mm-hmm. and obviously you know you're a long time vet, so you face guys like that all the time. But is it is there any is it sort of I don't know, I don't know what to say special, but is it any different facing someone like that? Because like MLB on Fox is here, the press box was full the past few days. And there's obviously Vlad Jr.'s big game in baseball yeah. right now. What's just how do you approach it? Your thoughts? Is it any different? The way I see it is like I'll get to face another generation of Guerrero. Yeah. I face his father, and I'll get to face his son, and I think it's it's truly. It's pretty cool to know that, you know, that that family has produced so much yeah. talent and, and his father's a Hall of Famer. His son was, he's been around baseball his yeah. life, so he gets it. So for me, it's it's a cool experience to know that, you know, you, you see him, you saw him as a kid grow up, right. now he's actually yeah. playing. And uh, I like I like the fact that he's, uh, he's, he's made a name for himself. It's not like it was given to him, you right. know, he can swing a bat. 
he plays the game right. He's he's fun. You can see that he brings a good energy around. So, I mean, I'm not. I I don't care how the outcome comes. I just it's cool to say that you know I got to face another Guerrero in my life right. and and. Uh, and it, I mean, hopefully we get that game in too. I heard it's supposed to be yeah, there is on these next, in, yeah. Yeah, next yeah. couple of days. But he was he was fun to watch. He has been fun to watch. I've I've been hearing his name for the last couple of years. years. Yeah. So it's it's not like uh, it's not like his presence isn't going to be felt. His presence is felt now. He's he's back in the lineup finally. So uh, and he does make a difference to that lineup. That lineup gets a little bit stronger, a little bit heavier. So. Uh, they made you see it yesterday. We thought we right. can walk away with eight, and they yeah. came back, tied it up. You know, it came into extra. So that that just yeah. goes to show you that you know they're not going to just take it and just walk away. So now I took to Twitter and said, "Oh, we were sitting out for a podcast today." And I, did, I got one. Per, and I asked my father if they wanted to ask a question. One person had one. I thought it was a pretty good one. How, what is from your look at your previous minor league trips, whether you rehab or your first friends into a system? How has minor league baseball changed from then to now? Man, um, the meals are, are a little bit better here. I mean, uh, when I was coming up, it was just PB and J and and a cup of soup. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's changed. <laughs> it, the, the, my best friends were five dollar, you know, footlongs at a yeah, Subway and and whatever was in the dollar menu. And <laughs> yeah. if I was in the West Coast, I looked forward to In and Out Burger every yeah. day and. You know, believe it. Or not, I'm not proud to say, it, but I had to survive off that. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't easy. So, right. um, but yeah, I, I walked to the field. I it was, uh, you know, you still see the the team group uh, housing. That's still tough to find. I can still see it's the same. Um, but as far as that, uh, this clubhouse is beautiful. That's one thing I didn't expect. Uh, the clubhouse and the stadium is just absolutely beautiful. So it was. Lehigh Valley's had a beautiful stadium. Uh, Buffalo, believe it or not, had a. It was supposed to be a in the eighty in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be a major league stadium. Was considered one. Yeah. So that just goes to show you, you know, they're not. They're getting some pretty, pretty legit, you know, major league stadiums. So I also like to take a chance to ask some questions more about like off the field stuff to get because a lot of the fans most fans don't get the opportunity to learn about a guy like, like Gio Gonzalez any of these guys what they like to do off the field so you're a sneakerhead what else what else should fans know about you what else uh, I'm a father of two I have a beautiful wife um, I coach a little bit here and there at high school highly high I love fishing um, my dad and I we used to paint a lot um, my brother, what do we do? <laughs> My brother and I, uh, we just hang out. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm a big family man. I love being around family. Um, uh, toned it down throughout my years, so I, I've, I've just been more relaxed, kind of. I, I like cars too. Adam Eden and I used to go back and forth with cars, you know, like hearing him, you know, he had this uh, charity that he had down in DC. I remember that. Um, people brought out their old school cars and it was just like being in heaven, man. It was just one of those things that I can, I love muscle cars. I love old school cars. I love exotic cars. I love foreign cars, uh, you know, everything, everything. There's just, uh, I try not to buy into that world because it's very expensive, but you know, same thing goes with shoes. Right. Yeah. So you gotta be careful on what kind of hobby you want to pick up, but. Um, I like that, but fishing to me is always, uh, you can always have such a good bond with your son and talk a little bit and just see how, you know, relax, slow it down a little bit, but 
What's your best fishing story? Best fishing story. Uh, my buddies and I, we were getting ready for, I think it might have been the 2016 season. And all of a sudden, you know, we're getting ready to leave. And they, they said, hey, we got one more, one more gift for you before you go. We want to gift you. And it was early in the morning. And I said, sure, what do you got? And he goes, we're going to go fishing. You know, I remember Jesse Javi, you know, Alex, my brother, Kirk, uh, my cousin, uh, Corzo. There were so many people there. And um, Mario, that's right. And then we all went and fished. And I remember saying, I've never caught a big fish, yeah. never in my life. Yeah. And lo and behold, uh, as soon as I threw it out there, you hear, uh, fish on. And they're screaming my name, Gio, get the pole, get the fishing pole, get the fishing pole. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So I go out there, and I'm reeling in, reeling in. This thing gave me a fight and a half. My back was worn out for at least a good, good minute. So I come out, come out to find out, pull this big old huge sailfish. And I'm curious. I was like, man, this took forever. How long did this take? And my buddy goes to me, it took you 47 minutes to reel this thing in. And I was like, 47 <laughs> minutes. And my brother goes to me, isn't that the same number as your jersey? And I was like, oh. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. A big old fish, 47 minutes. And uh, that was a pretty cool story. Yeah. You know, we ended yeah, up taking pictures yeah. and we threw them back in the water. And it was something nice. All right, I got some rapid fire questions to end the podcast. Okay. Are you ready? All right, so you're stuck on an island. What's the one item you bring? My family. <laughs> Unfortunately, my family, yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, if you could have dinner with any three people that are alive, who would they be? Ooh. Dinner with any three people that are alive. Uh, no, I need some comedians in there. I definitely like some comedy. I can, I can laugh it up. Um, one, my brother would definitely be there. Absolutely. He has to be. He's hilarious. Um... I think Eddie Murphy, okay. and just to top it off, and Dave Chappelle. Okay. Those would be my, my three right. three choices. Uh, favorite movie? Favorite movie. Yeah. Oh, man. You can never go wrong with old school. I think no, that's, like a, no. that's like a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the old school is pretty yeah. good. TV show. Oh man, the office. Well, you're in the per. You're in the per. <laughs> <laughs> I got my shirts. I got my shirts lined up. The office. Michael Scott is a god for me. That's Michael, what the, my podcast is named uh, Scram. Yeah. Podcast. Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute. There you go. What about favorite song that's out right now? Favorite song. Uh, I'm a big fan of that uh, new. I think. I hope I say his name right. Khalid. I oh, like yeah, that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Khalid. Yep, yep. I like him. I like him a lot. I like his music. So your secret. What's your favorite pair? Oh, that was always the question I always got. I mean, it's a, for the world, it would be the 11s, obviously. The Concord 11s are iconic, yeah. you know. But for me, I, I, I can never go wrong with, like, the threes. We just got, like, the threes and the ones, but we got the Tinker threes, and those things are insanely comfortable, and they're just flat-out badass, so. Are you a DC or a Marvel guy? Oh, Marvel, Marvel, all day. I mean, I'm, I, I don't get me wrong. I can watch DC comics yeah. all day long. I can watch, you know, the Aquaman was probably the best DC movie yeah. they came oh, out I, with. I was, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Shazam's got to offer, yeah. but I'm by by far uh, Marvel. I'm a huge um, Logan uh, Wolverine okay. fan. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm curious, are you a Game of Thrones guy? Absolutely. So what are you more excited for, Avengers Endgame or Game of Thrones Thrones? Game of Thrones all day. I mean, that's tough. That's a tough one, but I I really am. I've been hooked on... uh, because it's, I build that uh, that chemistry with a lot of friends watching mm-hmm. uh, team, especially with my teammates. Yeah, that's we're been huge, huge on Game of Thrones. Game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge, and that's what's going on in here. Mm-hmm. You know, we all want to see Endgame, but yeah. hopefully, Game of Thrones steps it up the first first. Well, you guys get out in plenty of time on Sunday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to see both. We'll get to see Game of Thrones, and then boom, we'll yeah. we'll throw that in there. But so, who do you think ends up on the Iron Throne? Do you have a guess? I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be Jon Snow. I, I don't, don't think, think so, it's. Yeah. I think Jon Snow. I think he can live, but I, I think. I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, you got to see what the Hound first saw in the okay. the fire. So yeah. that's that's huge. And then uh, it's gonna be a Stark for sure. It's gotta be a Stark. Yeah. <laughs> One of the Starks got to be up there. So yeah. we'll see. So if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Flying, Flying. hands down. Okay. If you weren't playing baseball, what would you do? Oh, I'd be a hell of a dad. <laughs> Full-time dad. Yeah. I think that would be great. I, I think uh, I'd would be... Would you a, run a daddy daycare like Eddie Murphy? No, not that far. But I, I would definitely would love to cook, learn how to cook, yeah. and just get my kids nice and plump. Just feed them as much as I can. So, my last one. What's your favorite story from your career? Oh, man. There's so many. I know, yeah. It's probably a lot just, to choose from. It's just hard to pin one out. But, you know, I... My uh, obviously the day I got called up to the big leagues was huge, you know. Speaking because I'm here in the minor leagues, that that uh, major league call to the big leagues was incredible. Um, just just seeing the the how baseball has evolved since the day I come came up, it's it's gone to a whole different bracket of baseball. And, you know, the the numbers are huge for for people outside of baseball but for guys that are in sports and baseball it, w- it used to be just your best against my best um you know it was always fun to hear guys say that guy's nasty that guy that guy was you know wow what what's he throwing that's in, that's unreal he's throwing an invisible ball like or a guy hit a shot you know off a guy that is throwing the invisible ball you know those were those were my times you know I grew up watching Tom Glavin and and Andy Pettit and obviously CC so these were these were like for me fun times of baseball you know that's why you can always mention your name and people perk up yeah. you know it's it's hard to make a, a real big impact in the world of baseball now where you know you're not the guy giving up that 500 foot shot right. <laughs> to the <laughs> right. you know to the Aaron Judge of the world right. and, and Stanton but it's it's nice to see that um you know, baseball is, baseball is going younger, and the guys are playing. They're going to play a little longer, so we'll see what that goes. But, you know, guys like me, I just want to stick around just to keep yeah. playing and see what it's like. You know, it's fun. It's fun to see baseball evolve, and it's cool to say that you were part of that evolution. Yeah. So, you have, so, Gio, I appreciate you hopping out with me, man. You obviously have a big couple of weeks here heading up, uh, big decision coming up, but I appreciate you. No, no worries. Me, no worries. Thank you for having me. I just... We'll see what happens on see the what happens. Right. Exactly. We'll see what happens, exactly. See what happens. So you can uh, catch Gio at PNC Field on Sunday when he gets his rematch against the Buffalo yeah, yeah, Bisons. Yeah. This has been the first episode of Scranton, a baseball podcast. You can get it on SoundCloud. It'll be on iTunes. And uh, I'll always be tweeting out at by DJ Everly. We'll see you next time.
They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. 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 Scranton. What?